I'd like to mention that really the first step is just having a plan. Um, you need to know what, what you're getting into and have a budget of, it doesn't have to be that complicated, but get quotes from contractors or um, know what you're going in for lease and what the terms are, um, know what's going to cost to um, what your marketing plan is and have a plan for what you're going to spend there. And it really doesn't have to be complicated. Just a, you can write it on a piece of paper if you want or put it in a spreadsheet um, just to have some kind of idea of what you're getting into. Um, if you get started and, and you it can kind of be a, a black box of, of spending. And even if you have access to some capital, it can be dried up pretty quickly with how expensive it is to get going. So, Hi, this is Sean Greeley and welcome to the Secrets to Their Fitness Business Success Podcast, where industry leaders share their secrets, strategies, and step-by-step -step systems to turn your fitness passion into a highly profitable business. Now, after you've listened to the show, head on over to npefitness.com slash podcast to download the show notes and get access to our free e-course on how you can start and grow a profitable fitness business. You'll see how over 45,000 fitness entrepreneurs have created more profit, revenue, and happiness with their business and get instant access to our three most popular fitness business building guides. The training is 100% free and you can access it now at npefitness.com slash podcast. Now let's get on to the show. Company from Los Angeles, this is the Secrets to Their Fitness Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Greeley, founder and CEO of NPE, and this is episode number 13, Fitness Finance. Don't beat yourself up for what you don't know. Ask for help and get accurate numbers to make good business decisions. Listen, I'm very excited to bring this interview with Dave Olson and Shane Rowley, co-founders of Nimble Accounting Services. Mastering finance and accounting is a big problem for almost every fitness business owner. Everybody we talk to, and we talk to thousands of people every week, is just too busy with running their day-to-day -day operations, and they don't have the systems and skills needed to properly manage this area of their business. As a result, they struggle to make good business decisions and generally make some pretty bad ones because they're not informed by accurate data. And in business, knowing and understanding your money math is mission critical to success. In this episode, we talk about the importance of keeping business and personal finances separate, even when your business is small, how setting up the right corporate structure can dramatically reduce your tax bill and protect your personal assets, uh, contractors versus employees. We get a ton of questions on this all the time. We'll talk about the difference and impact for your business from a legal and tax standpoint. Uh, and most importantly, tips for opening a facility or expanding or adding locations. Uh, when you start investing in growth, uh, the growth is expensive and how you fund that growth uh, how do you set up the right plan for uh, financing that growth and getting to profitability and paying back the debt and where to service the debt? Uh, those are all critical decisions that can make or break your success. Uh, and so excited for you to get into this episode. You're going to learn a whole lot and hopefully leave feeling better. And listen, I encourage you to learn more about Nimble. They're a fantastic partner. They serve several MP clients and do a fantastic job helping them just crush it with uh, really getting skilled up in this area of their business. So you can learn more at npfitness.com slash nimble. That's N-I-M-B-L. Again, npefitness.com slash nimble, N-I-M-B-L, and uh, go check them out. Okay, on to the show. All right, guys, welcome back. This is Sean Gurley here with another episode of Secrets to Their Fitness Business Success Podcast. I'm here today with Shane Rowley and Dave Olson, co-founders of Nimble. Uh, excited to have you guys here today. Welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Thanks, Sean. It's great to be here with you. Okay, awesome. So let's get a brief overview of Nimble and what you guys do. Sure. So we do basically act as the accounting department for small businesses. We take everything 
off your plate from bookkeeping, payroll, paying bills, invoicing, tax returns, anything, anything that's kind of in the back office, the accounting world, we'll just take it off your plate and, and let, let business owners um, focus on what they do best. Awesome. So for all of our clients that own small businesses in the USA and Canada that are struggling with finance, accounting, payroll, taxes, forecasting, all the stuff they, they don't want to do, but we have to do to have good information to make good business decisions, you guys can handle that. Yeah, exactly. So you think about a big company that has an accounting department that just handles it all. Well, that's us for small businesses. Um, you get a full team, you know, CFO, controller, manager, bookkeeper, um, but you only pay for just the very um, slice of what you need of that team instead of um, having full-time people yourself or trying to do it yourself, whatever um, situation that you're in right now. Awesome. I love it. And, you know, so many of our, our clients struggle with, with not just the fundamentals of, you know, accounting and, and, and systems to track their books, but as you know, you're always trying to piece together uh, multiple, usually vendors and, and people to make this work when you don't even understand exactly what's involved, what you're doing. So, you know, they have the bookkeeper over here that's, you know, reconciling stuff. They have the banker over here. They have the CPA doing taxes over here. They have the payroll company. Then they, got to do, you know, planning for a new facility or for growth. And they go talk to a CFO who's helping them do some budget and pro forma pieces. And none of these things talk to each other. None of it's like information that's tied together to be efficient. And they end up spending a ton of money and wasting a ton of time um, to, to not move forward really efficiently at the end of the day. Uh, and trying to secure capital and loans and all that kind of stuff. Uh, have good plans for debt management and uh, there's just so much to do. And I just, I love the concept that you guys are coming into the space and really being an all one solution where you can start small and you can scale and grow as you need to and be flexible in providing, you know, this support to businesses of this size. So uh, we're excited to, to have this. We're excited to have you on the show. So thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, John. Okay, so let's tell people about your background story. Uh, and um, I should share, Dave is uh, from Canada, uh, Shane is from the US, uh, Utah boy. And um, you guys have a really interesting story of how you you know, got into accounting and eventually you got together to form Nimble. So um, Dave, I'd love you to kind of share um, your story and how you, where you started and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I'd love to. So I've been involved in a small business most of my life. Um, I grew up working for my dad's construction contracting, very small business um, in Canada while growing up. And went to school, got my, my master's in accounting and worked for a big international accounting firm. And then really realized that where my heart was was in small business. So I, I was looking for a way to get back um, into that world. And I was able to leave pu public accounting and become the CFO of a startup company. And realized pretty quickly that being a full-time CFO of a startup company isn't a full-time job. And what I also realized is there's every small business needs the CFO expertise. And so I saw the opportunity to be the CFO for, for multiple companies at the same time. Um, so I was able to do that, added uh, a bunch of companies, including a venture capital fund and some of their portfolio companies. So I got to see a wide variety of you know small startup companies, um, family run, kind of mid-sized small businesses, and then um, you know, some, some rocket ships as far as those pouring on venture capital. So I've got a wide range of experience in that way. What I also learned is that the role of a CFO in a small company, they kind of expect you to do everything. So I was the CFO, the bookkeeper, the um, insurance contact, the banker contact. I was doing everything and realized that I could really um, spread myself out more if I had help. 
So I, I hired some bookkeepers and they worked in the background and got some of the work done and allowed me to leverage my time more. And over the years, I realized that this is a, a great business model that, that many, you know, every small business in the world needs um, this kind of service. And many don't know that's an option. Um, they think they, you know, hire a kind of a, a unqualified bookkeeper that kind of knows how to do the books, but doesn't really know um, maybe the more the budgeting or the projections and the high end stuff, or they overpay for a CFO level um, and have them be the bookkeeper as well. And so a lot of companies don't realize that there's um, an option kind of best of both worlds. Um, it was probably about about two or three years ago, um, realized the model is really working, um, that helping lots of small businesses, we wanted to help more. So we really um, started building a team, um, poured on the gas and, and have really grown in the last two or three years. And we, you know, basically on my own started out calling it Venture CFO. And just a few months ago, we rebranded to Nimble. And we feel that really describes what we help small businesses do. We help them be nimble um, by being able to focus on what they do best and not being bogged down by um, hiring and managing accounting people or doing the accounting themselves or whatever. We just take that off their plate and let them let them run. I love it. And uh, Shane, we're going to get to you in just one second, but I want to point out for everybody that it's so important what you just said. Every you know business, even in the startup phase, needs CFO direction. It's the time when you make the worst decisions because you don't know how to structure and where to go. And then you burn a ton of time and energy and waste resource later because you don't have just simple advice um, to structure correctly from the start. Um, and, and then as you kind of get going a little bit, the generally speaking, the people you're using, they're, you know, and you and I had a conversation about this in some of our, our show prep, everybody's either underqualified or overqualified. You know, you're, you're either paying too much for senior high level help or you're, you know, you're, you're paying a number, but it's just not the right help because they don't understand all the pieces now they fit together. So uh, this is just a phenomenal pocket for you know small businesses need that flex range of of everything um and and you know we're gonna i know we're gonna talk about this more in the show but it can really save you a ton of money not just in liability and taxes but in just wasted time and opportunity cost of setup and structure and and uh and, and good access to information that's going to save you uh you know from from not sleeping at night when you don't get things in the right state of this area of your business so um, that's fantastic. Um, and tell everybody, please, what part of Canada are you from? From Southern Alberta. All right. Fantastic. We got a lot of Canadians, uh, as clients and on the show. So I want to let them, uh, hear that and represent. All right. So Shane, you're on the other side of the, the fence here with, with in the U S and Utah. Um, tell everybody about your story and background. Yeah. So I'm, I'm here local in Utah where we're headquartered. Um, I started my career out in the tax world. So I'm a tax specialist. Uh, focused very heavily on kind of that corporate world of tax structure, but grew up the same way as Dave is in family business. So the whole idea of, you know, saving on taxes, setting up your structure the right way, owning your own business to figure out the way you're paying the least amount of taxes, but you know, the legal way also having the most income as possible and growing your business is what I grew up around, you know, talking about around the dinner table. So I went in taxes with that mindset with, you know, really learning how to help small businesses. After a while, I got sucked into the startup world. Here in Utah, the startup world's very bright. It's booming business right now. And was able to be a CFO of two different startups, one in the biolife industry and then another one in the health consumer products industry. Um, and what I realized during that time is I usually would come into these companies 
a little bit later, like in a year or two after they've already been in business. And there's just so many problems with their financials, their balance sheet, they weren't making great information. We always say, you know, accurate decisions usually are made from accurate information. And they had no historical information to make these decisions off of. And so I was really able to come into these two different companies as their CFO, um, growing from, you know, pre-revenue up to over $100 million of revenue and basing all of those decisions, a lot of it, off of those historical financials. You know, where is our analysis at? Where's our break even? What's happening? Which led to being kind of on the other side of the fence there of a CEO of a venture-backed company as well. Um, to basically, you know, work with the CFO and kind of make those decisions and help those business owners kind of do what um, they need to do. So I met Dave about three years ago. Um, and he was already up and running with what he was going on. And we were talking about kind of this need of, hey, all these small businesses, they can't afford a CFO. You know, those cost $300,000 in the U.S. They, sometimes they can't even afford a full-time bookkeeper. You know, those are about 40000 in the U.S. But they need all of these services. And it's costing them tons of money, costing them tons of time without that. And we were able to kind of come together and figure out the solution that we could come in for less than the cost of a bookkeeper but make sure they're secure in all those areas from their entity structure to their tax structure, to their accounting records and kind of everything in between. And so like Dave mentioned, you know, we both come from the small business side and I think, you know, where you're born, sometimes you just continue in that path and it's our passion. And we just want to continue to help those small businesses, help them be nimble. So just like Dave said, our name mentions and uh, ideally, you know, through our experience, you know, help them go from, you know, nothing to a hero, you know, zero to a hundred. Um, so that's kind of, kind of where I come from and how I became a part of Nimble. Awesome. Okay. Love it. Um, we're going to, we're going to break down some more of those pains and solutions, uh, here in our discussion today. So I want to tee up, you know, some different scenarios and just kind of get your, uh, your take on them and your advice, your suggestions for everybody listening. So, um, if I think of some, you know, the tens of thousands of, you know, clients we work with in, in the U.S. on, uh, on small business and fitness industry, everywhere from, you know, the startups to the multi-location, um, you know, franchises and licensing organizations. Um, you know, the, uh, a lot of people get to a stage where they've grown the business, uh, but the scenario, they, they don't have any skills or background in when it comes to finance and accounting. And they, as you said, it, it's, it's a mess, right? It really is a mess. And they've got a, they, they, um, they probably like neglected it for a long period of time, but it's not getting to the point where, you know, they do have to take a look and take some responsibility and grow in this area when it comes to understanding their business, but also putting systems in place, putting structure in place and putting good controls in place. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes that means like they have no books, they have, you know, a bank account and oftentimes the bank account might even be commingled with their personal finances. Uh, but there might be no books, uh, you know, no accounting system. If it is, it's not structured in any way that they could see a report or understand what's going on. Uh, some of them haven't paid taxes for a year or, or, you know, two, they've been operating the radar and haven't paid taxes. And, um, and, you know, they just, it's overwhelming really. And, and they're, they're, you know, they're, scared to really address the problem because, um, you know, no one wants to kind of face that mess. Right. Um, and it's much more exciting and rewarding to just go make a sale today and let's put our head in the sand and avoid that tomorrow. But for those who recognize they find themselves in a place that yes, I'm, I need, I need help. Uh, and yes, I got to take responsibility for cleaning this, this area of my business and my life. Um, where do you start? You know, how do you start unpacking that and, uh, getting on the right track? 
Let's say the first step is to not beat yourself up and just count yourself among the, the most business owners who go through the same thing. Um, you know, most entrepreneurs, they're just focused on building in sales and keeping their business going. And the last thing on their mind is, is the accounting. And that can take you to a point. I mean, if you, you know, spend all your time worrying about accounting and you're not building your business, then um, you're not going to get anywhere and you don't need accounting anyway. So um, we understand um, that every business gets to that point where they realize more needs to be done. Um, perfect world is, you know, somebody has an idea for a startup and they hire us right from the beginning and we, we help them get it going. Um, but we recognize that's not, uh, not usually the case. Um, so I'll say a couple things and let, <clears throat> let Shane chime in as well, but probably the, if I could say the starting point, the most important thing is just keep your business and personal separate. It's much easier to look back and clean up what's going on. If you just have a business bank account, business credit cards, and you keep it all separate. Um, it's pretty easy to recreate um, what happened. I shouldn't say easy, easier to recreate what happened if it's, if it's all separate from the beginning. Um, so that's, that's first thing. Um, the other is to have a, a, some kind of legal entity. And this isn't, we're not lawyers, but to have most people do an LLC to keep their, um, keep their business in that rather than just in their, in their own name. Um, so that's a couple thoughts, Shane, you have, yeah, I would just add what you said, get a business bank account and try to run everything through it. Like Dave said, it's a lot easier if we can follow cash, we can recreate financials for you. We can get your taxes filed for you make sure we have, you know, accurate timely financials to some extent. If we do that, you know, have one credit card you use or just use your debit card. Kind of just basically those are the, probably the best practices, but if you are a mess today and you don't know where to start, like, we come in and we help you through that. You know, we'll look at your personal accounts. We can help identify, you know, what was business, what was personal, and we can recreate from there and then teach you going forward kind of the best practices. And what you'll find is the, what we teach is actually going to be easier for you in your life as well. You're not going to be stressing about it. You're not going to be losing sleep about it. Um, you know, we're, we're here to help. Awesome. And, and we should say, you know, I'm not happy to share, you, you've actually helped several NP clients who've been in that position and have had to, you know, rebuild and reorganize and restructure. Um, and we can just kind of talk through like some of those steps. So I know you talked about the first step is look at your entity, right? So if you, if you don't have an entity, um, let's create one. And if you do have one, is it set up the right way? Is it structured the right way to be, uh, you know, best set up for, um, your savings and benefits and that kind of thing. So that's, you, you, I know you'd say that's kind of step one is really the entity and separate the finances. Um, and for those who, who have commingled everything, even if you don't have the entity yet, just set up a separate, even if it's a separate checking account, but start putting the paper trail and the spending and the revenue in one account. That's not like we're going to buy groceries and you're, you know, paying your personal bills and utilities and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, uh, start to break it out. Perfect. Okay. And then let's say we don't have, we haven't done any of that. <laughs> and where, where do you start? How do you like, how far back can you go in terms of when you're starting to rebuild, you know, and help people organize so they ha can have books and they can have file taxes if they haven't filed taxes and they're late, you know, a year late or more. Um, you know, again, I think a lot of people are really scared of like, I'm going to go to jail or, you know, something's going to happen where, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned Dave, just, you know, welcome to the, to the group of every small business owner that's neglected this area because you've been busy in other areas. So you're not alone. 
you are more than likely not going to go to jail. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just a matter of just, just starting to move forward. And uh, there's, there's ways to address that. So, but ex could you kind of take through maybe just an example? And we, we obviously won't use any names or, you know, uh, but sharing, you know, some examples of where do you start in starting to rebuild and rework things for people? Yeah, we had an MPE client just a month ago we were working with never had accounting records everything was done in a spreadsheet you know which was actually really good and where we started with him was we just went back to his last tax return we said okay that's where he wanted to start he said i don't want to go amend my tax returns and we said okay that's great we started right there and we just moved forward and we went through his excel documents went through his sheets went through his bank statements kind of just reconciled all those things off yes there was a lot of mistakes a lot of things we had to correct true up you know account for different things but what it allowed us to do is we just had a starting point. And once we have a starting point, we really can just work with you and go through all the transactions until we can get that into a balance sheet and an income statement that you can learn to read. And ideally what we do is we put that within typically QuickBooks Online. So something in the cloud that you have access to, we have limited access to on what our available, you know, possibilities are within there to make sure everything's clean for you. And just get you to a point so then you're current. I mean, our biggest thing is we want you to sleep at night. We don't want you to worry. We don't want you to be stressed. That's essentially what we do is we come in and you don't worry about going to jail. Like you said, like we want you to just be happy that we're here helping you and knowing it's accurate, it's timely and everything's being done right. I love it. And you can, you can get, you know, get a plan to get right, right. In this area of your life and your business, and you can keep focused on the areas where you can actually as an entrepreneur and business owner, make an impact to grow revenue, to build your team, to work on your sales and marketing, to serve your customers. Um, and you guys, you guys got the rest of it, uh, and we'll take care of it for them. So, uh, fantastic. Um, I know, uh, now another big question we get a lot in, uh, comes up all time is, um, corporate structures. Um, so what type of entity should I create and what's the difference between some of these entities? Um, and I have this type of entity, should I move it to a different type of entity? Um, and this is one, you know, you guys deal with all the time. Um, and it, it's comes up often. I know there's some, uh, Dave, you can speak to some, you know, the, the Canada versus us part of it, but most of it is very similar in a lot of the commonality. Um, but I'd love you to, to speak to, you know, what are the recommendations you make in this area for people? Yeah, I can just touch briefly on Canada um, because it actually is, in most cases, simpler. Um, in Canada, you can either operate just as a, it's called a sole proprietor. If you're just kind of by yourself um, and you want to keep it simple, you uh, operate in that way. Um, but it's actually, in most cases, better to operate as a corporation. And so even if it's just you, you're the only owner and maybe you're even the only one working in your business. Um, if you set up a corporation that creates uh, legal liability protection, um, uh, between or for yourself and then there's also tax breaks for um, setting up the corporation in the right way so I won't go into all the details about that but basically knowing that basically your two options are usually a sole proprietorship or a corporation and in a lot of cases setting up a corporation is is a good way to go and we can help we can help you look at that and um, you know make the best decision for, for your business awesome and Shane where would you uh, come in on that for the for the US side yeah, on the U.S. side, it's interesting because, you know, you can make an argument for every uh, entity election out there, whether it's a C corporation, LLC, or S corporation. However, what we found works best for NPE clients, you know, these gym owners, fitness gyms that, that exist, 
is the S corporation really gives a big benefit. And the reason why is there's uh, something in the tax code that basically allows you to pay yourself a reasonable wage and all the additional profit in excess of that wage isn't subject to FICA taxes or the self-employment taxes. So that's your social security and Medicare tax. And that accounts for 15.3%. And so we've actually worked just recently with an NPE client where we were able to go and explain to them and consult with them of switching their LLC to an S corporation, paying that gym owner a reasonable wage as the IRS describes it. And as a result, saved over $12,000 of self-employment taxes. And they will get that benefit every single year if they continue to have the same amount of revenue. And this is an entity that's doing about $150,000 of profit, um, just for some context there, of over $12,000 of self-employment tax savings there. So, I mean, an S corporation is going to always give you that biggest bang from a tax structure standpoint, but it's always good to just understand that S corporations, LLCs, you know, they, the income and loss that happens on them throughout a year flow to, through to your individual tax return. They don't pay taxes at that individual level, at that entity level, I should say. They flow through to your individual. But, um, and then I'll just say, for the most part, I would avoid a C corporation in this realm. The double taxation, you know, the corporation gets taxed and then anything that you distribute to yourself is also going to get taxed. So I would highly recommend against that. But uh, the S corporation election to make that for 2020 expires on March 15th. And so we have about however many weeks left in the year or until March 15th to kind of make that election. And if you miss that election, there are some ways to do a late relief election, but you're usually stuck until the following year. Okay. So for those who are listening to this recording before March 15th, uh, definitely go talk to these guys and find out if there's opportunity for you to adjust your election and potentially save significant tax benefits to you that go right to your bottom line as opposed to paying that on tax. Um, and we should also mention not only tax savings, but from a really even just an asset protection and, uh, you know, legal liability standpoint, um, you know, used to be years ago, single owner LLCs, you know, was the recommendation. You can just have LLCs for everything. And now, you know, the, the courts have ruled that the, they can pierce the veil of the single owner LLCs and come at you. Uh, if there's a problem in your business where S Corp, you're going to have more protection with your, with your business against your personal assets. So you're not, uh, you can protect your family and your home and some of those things where you, you might be unprotected uh, if there's a problem or a lawsuit in your business or those type of things that can be, can, can really wipe people out. Absolutely. Yeah. Single member LLCs. I mean, they're great. Maybe when you're first starting out, and just get going but eventually you want to either have a second partner in there so you have a separate you know entity layer there protecting you or making that s election also does that for you and so obviously we're not attorneys we can't give that legal advice but having that separate level is absolutely necessary and if, if not you know i don't know if a barbell falls on somebody's neck and you know all of a sudden that risk everything that's in your personal life you know yeah. we, we definitely don't want that so just setting up a Separate entity, having it be separate, uh, single mem member LLC is a disregarded entity for most states, so you won't get that protection. So just make sure you have that corporate structure set up the right way. Yeah, and I can say just, you know, from, from years of experience, we have seen, unfortunately, cases where, I mean, even stuff, you, you know, you wouldn't think about, but someone drops a dumbbell on their toe, you know, in your studio, and all of a sudden, you know, lawsuit comes, you know, and uh, if you're not protected, um, you know, not just with your legal structure, but insurance as well. Uh, some of these pieces that are 
really costs nothing and super easy to do. Uh, it just, just takes a, you know, doesn't take much to get this handled, but, um, you're at great risk and your business is at great risk. Um, and, um, you know, uh, it just, it's just too easy. It's not, protect yourself. So get a handle. If you're listening to this and think, oh, maybe I need to, you know, uh, make some adjustments here, talk to the Nimble team, get some information and find out if this is an opportunity for you to uh, better protect your assets and your company and yourself uh, through this adjustment. So, okay, great. Um, another point that comes up all the time uh, and with startups, you know, people that just start working with themselves uh, as independent personal trainers and then eventually maybe have a, grow to have the facility and they start hiring, you know, a coach or two, even if they have an outdoor boot camp and are hiring a coach or two, um, there's always this question of, should I have contractors versus employees? Um, and, you know, uh, there's, there's a couple things that come up with this from a, uh, you know, what's the legal definition, what's the tax difference and, 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 you know, what does that mean from an accounting? And, um, I have to set up, you know, people think, oh, it's really overwhelming to have to do payroll and to have to, you know, figure out all the things with employees. Uh, but then they also are struggling when they're dealing with a lot of contractors and there's, there's, there's not much control and there's a lot of, uh, you know, chaos. Um, and, and we see a lot of times businesses are growing and they've got, especially in the group training models where they have like just a, a flurry of contractors and, um, you know, just a lot of chaos in the business because they haven't aligned just a few key employees and then, and then can still have, you know, some contractors in place to balance the load of people who are out of town or sick or whatever, and they need coverage. Uh, but this is, this is always a question we get a ton of, of on and how do I navigate that throughout the stages of growing my business? Uh, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this from both a, a tax and legal perspective, but also just some of your best practices recommendations. Yeah, go for it, Shane. <laughs> I'll go over some of the tax differences and then Dave will definitely have some things to talk about about how we make that easy for you to hire employees. From a tax difference, I mean, sometimes you think, well, contractors, I don't have to pay that employer tax. So I definitely want to have everybody as a contractor because that 7.65% FICA, you know, Social Security and Medicare, the employer typically has to pay that to employees as well, as well as the employee paying their portion. So People say, you know, I'd love to have all contractors. And those are, you know, sometimes referred to as 1099 people. The employees, you know, those are people you direct and manage. So the difference between those, obviously we talked about the tax difference, but the employees, if you direct or if you manage or if they directly manage in some way of the aspects of the business, of what's being done, how it's being done, typically they will always be defined as an employee. Now, if you need a yoga instructor to come in once a week and you go and find someone that's a yoga instructor and they come in and they teach a class and they tell you their rate and they, you agree to that rate and you're, however, you know, whether you negotiate or not, you know, you can essentially call them a contractor. They're not doing anything for your business. They're not managing people. Um, you know, they're kind of not on your org chart. They're just simply someone that's coming in to do what they're doing. And so I think just distinguishing that is really important because if you start paying everybody as a contractor and then you get a payroll audit where they come in, they could retroactively come in and make all those contractors employees hit you with a big bit tax bill on it. And then also, you know, everybody's got to go amend their tax returns as well. And so we really just want to avoid that of think, you know, are you helping manage these employees or are they just separate people you're hiring? Um, and if they are employees, Dave can talk about that where we take, you know, that's simple. 
Yeah, that, that good lead into how we can help you with actually both sides. Um, employees can be pretty daunting because you think I need to set up a payroll system. I need to register with the state for payroll accounts, for an unemployment account and get workers comp. And, and there's all kinds of things that go into payroll. Um, and there are a lot of things, but we just, we handle it all. Um, we have our a payroll system that we use that um, does everything, does all the filings. And so you don't have to think about it. All you have to do is um, recruit and hire employees and decide what you're going to pay them. And then we really take it, take everything from there. So really nothing to sweat about. Um, and really only a very small extra cost over hiring contractors. It's really, uh, you'd probably be surprised by how um, minimal the cost is to have employees. Um, for those, when you do have contractors, you need to make sure that you collect a W-9 from them. And W-9 is kind of like a, a W-4 for an employee. A W-4 tells you the employee's information and how much tax to withhold and that, that kind of thing. Um, a W-9 is similar in that you get the, the contractor's um, tax number and their name and address. And then after the end of the year, you need to send them a 1099 form. And that basically reports what you paid them for the year. And there are there's certain rules about who you have to send them to and and thresholds of you know, paying over six hundred dollars a year that kind of thing, but in most cases if you're paying somebody over six hundred dollars a year to provide some kind of service in your business, you need to send them a ten ninety nine. There's pretty um, severe consequences for not doing that. Um, you know, Sean was talking earlier about the mess that some businesses can get themselves in, and it's a lot cheaper and a lot less pain to just get it right from the beginning. Um, we came in probably a few years ago, we came into a company that um, just neglected sending 1099s to contractors for three or four years. And they ended up getting a, ended up being like a $400,000 bill um, for all the taxes that they, that should have been withheld and reported um, for, for that. So um, pretty big consequences, but pretty easy to comply with. If you um, just think about it from the beginning and if, if you hire us and we uh, just handle it all for you. Yeah, and I'll just reinforce, this is stuff that you don't want to try to figure out and do yourself. Just call these guys to get some help and they'll make it easy for you so you can keep focused on growing and running the business um, and don't have to worry about this. But we, we see this particularly, um, you know, not just the federal level of this impact, but at the state level, a lot of states are cracking down a lot more on the health and fitness industry. The fitness industry is growing. And so they're, they're looking at not just the, the big gyms and clubs, but some of the smaller midsize and, and uh, you know, really checking this kind of stuff. So this is a time certainly to to make sure you're, you know, you're set up for success and you make things easy. Um, and I should mention, we get a lot of people ask questions around like, what about benefits and how do I even set up benefits in the U S you know, having healthcare is a big thing for attracting employees and being able to offer that to your employees. And a lot of people think I could never do that. I don't know how to do that. There's so much involved. And, um, and again, I know you guys, this is an area that you can consult and advise and really, um, this is way easier and, and, and doesn't cost, uh, you know, what people think it does, uh, that small businesses can set up simple systems for this and you can have, you know, you can feel like a big company because you've got some things to offer that bigger companies do, even if you're a small business. So, um, this is an area that you can, you guys can help as well. For sure. Yeah, you can really think of us as your financial quarterbacks. And there are some things that we, a lot of things we do ourselves and we'll do the bookkeeping and the payroll and all that kind of thing. There's also other areas that are related that we might not, I mean, we're not insurance brokers or health um, benefits brokers, that kind of thing, but we can be your contact and you refer you to the to good brokers and um, kind of set, set it up and be the contact on your behalf just so you don't have to, you just decide what to do and then we'll, we'll go do it for you. Awesome. 
Okay, great. Um, okay, so I'm going to jump to one of the the next biggest things we get a ton of uh, questions on and feedback on is is we have a lot of people that are uh, opening you know brick and mortar locations, uh, either their first facility and they're planning to you know open their own studio and uh, mapping that out, or um, they're expanding. They're either expanding their current location to you know to a bigger space or taking on you know additional space that's next door and kind of combining spaces. Uh, and many are also adding additional locations. They're adding, you know, location two and three and planning, um, you know, how to multiply uh, what they built and how to monetize that to a greater degree. Um, and as you guys know, uh, growth is expensive. Uh, you know, there's a lot of costs that have to go up front into equipment and uh, build out and, you know, marketing and all the things that it kind of takes to uh, get a, facility up and running. Um, and so this is uh, a huge, uh, you know, investment and commitment. Um, generally people are signing, you know, multi-year leases and commitments. Uh, some are also buying commercial property, you know, throughout this process. Um, and, you know, how do you advise people to start figuring out how to, how to finance this thing, how to fund it, um, you know, and how to, how to start to um, ensure they're going to be successful, which is, which is, you know, the, the cost of getting this wrong is, you know, is, is, is massive. Uh, so I'd love for you to kind of unpack this for, for everybody out there listening. Yeah, I can give some thoughts on um, how to get started in that way. And, it, and Shane can add some thoughts about some options for financing, but I'd like to mention that really the first step is just having a plan. Um, you need to know what, what you're getting into and have a budget of, it doesn't have to be that complicated, but get quotes from contractors or, um, know what you're going in for lease and what the terms are, um, know what it's going to cost to um, what your marketing plan is and have a plan for what you're going to spend there. And it really doesn't have to be complicated. Just a, you can write it on a piece of paper if you want or put it in a spreadsheet um, just to have some kind of idea of what you're getting into. Um, if you get started and, and you it can kind of be a, a black box of, of spending. And even if you have access to some capital, it can be dried up pretty quickly with how expensive it is to get going. So um, just having a plan is great. And if, if you feel like you can, um, create that plan yourself. That's awesome. Um, if you want us to help, we can um, help you walk you through how to how to set up that plan. Yeah, and I would just add, you know, know what your cash flow is. You know, if you have recurring revenue coming in, make sure your expenses match or you know or less than that income, so you can continue to pay if you have loans or other things. Um, you mentioned about you know getting financing. We partner with a couple different groups to make sure. Um, they are your advocates in finding loans for you. They work with hundreds of different banks, whether they're lines of credits, small business loans, just uh, you know, larger equipment loans. A lot of times when you buy equipment, there's financing options through them as well. And the, re the thing to really pay attention to is, you know, what's the annual interest rate that you're gonna have to pay? How, how is that really gonna affect you? What does that really do for your cash flow? You know, and how long is it gonna take you to pay off? You know, are you gonna see that ROI from it? You know, it's really easy to build everything out awesome right when you start, but sometimes, you know, maybe that's not the right option. You, need, you just have to grow into it and make sure that the cash is there going forward so you don't put yourself in a bad option. But we're definitely there to quarterback and help you find those loans and ways to kind of help you grow and finance what you need to do. That's awesome. And I'll just add, uh, you know, from our perspective, what we see a lot is, is people just not asking good questions, not having answers to good questions, like how much capital do I need? And, uh, you know, what kind of working capital do they need to protect and maintain? Um, and really just, just getting support with that planning process. Uh, it is a critical one. Uh, we've seen people, you know, um, and, and even people who, who've, you know, 
have cash and have done a great job, you know, with sales and marketing, um, but open broke because they've spent all their cash. Uh, and then, you know, they're out of cash and then they're super stressed, uh, versus people who, you know, they, they protect their cash and they find other ways to fund some of these investments that are going to, you know, are going to be paid off over time and give return over time, but not, uh, not open broke, as we say, uh, that's a scary place to be. Uh, and, and it really comes down to, as you said, just really having a good plan and having good support to, map out that plan and help help you navigate that plan and navigate those circumstances so you have uh, always uh you know protection and reserves and access to uh the capital that your company will need um to grow and to get off the ground and give it the 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 you know support it needs to get up and running and be successful and be profitable uh in producing the financial result and return that you want to see as a business owner so um I can't stress this one enough. It is the most important area that people uh, don't take the time to do the pro forma and the forecasting and the financing work uh, because uh, they're just not comfortable and it's not their skill set. Um, and this is an area that I highly recommend um, get support, get help with. Don't try to do it all on your own. Your your time and your brain energy is going to be in so many areas to get your business up and running. Uh, and if this isn't your, uh, you know, favorite job to be on our skill set, or even if it is, you need support in this area so you can go crush it and all the other areas, uh, that matter, um, to, to building the team, to doing sales and marketing, to, uh, serving the customers, uh, as you're growing the business. So, um, thank you so much for, for taking the time and, and again, go get help. Uh, and, and that's what, uh, the nimble team does. Okay. Um. We covered some major topics here. Um, I would just like to open the floor. Any other uh, major points you think would be most uh, helpful or your words of advice and kind of tips for uh, everybody out there in small business land and uh, trying to figure out you know, how, to, how to succeed and be more profitable and be more financially and fiscally responsible uh, when it comes to leading their company to success. Um, so um, you know, I'll, I'll ask each of you that question. So Dave, what would be your, your comments to everybody? Yeah, I think it's more of a recap of what we've already talked about. Just don't neglect it. It doesn't have to be expensive it, it, and we take it off your plate or, um, I mean, we can take care of it. It's not, it doesn't have to be a big deal, but it just needs to be, needs to be addressed so that there's not that weight and that baggage that's dragging you down. Um, and then you can go forward with your sales and marketing with your um, training and whatever, whatever you do best as a business owner and, um, you know, let us just take care of the rest. Yeah. I would just add on that, you know, try to build out a forecast. If you have a bunch of recurring revenue coming in right now for clients, know what that revenue is, forecast it out, figure out what your growth is going to be, maybe what your churn is going to be, look at your expenses, and make sure that you're profitable every month and that you're taking a little bit of profit off the table and that you're continuing to grow, and so you're not ever worried about that. Awesome. We make it sound too easy. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm so glad you said just the most important thing is to, to take responsibility for getting a plan and getting help with that plan. Um, and, and just don't be scared. I mean, really, a lot of stuff is way easier and very inexpensive to, to get support and resolve. Um, and uh, it doesn't have to be a big deal that, you know, that, that people think it's going to be in their head when they get into it. They find out it's, you know, it's, it's actually pretty easy to, to get in a good state and to manage it. So um, fantastic. I'm so glad we had you guys uh, here today to talk to our community. Uh, very grateful for all the work you've done with the MP clients that you guys have served uh, to date. I'm very excited for many, many more uh, of our listeners and, and uh, clients to uh, get connected with Nimble. So uh, I want to encourage everybody to please check out uh, www.npefitness.com slash Nimble. That's N-I-M-B-L. Uh, again, 
npfitness.com slash nimble, N-I-M-B-L, and uh, learn more about what Nimble has to offer. Uh, Go say hi to Shane uh, and the team. And uh, uh, yeah, final thoughts, guys? Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been great to talk to you, Sean. Okay, thanks again, and uh, have a great day. Thank Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Secrets to Their Fitness Business Success podcast with me, Sean Greeley. If you like the show, then head on over to npefitness.com slash podcast to download the show notes, subscribe, and enter to win over 25,000 in free prizes we're giving away to celebrate the launch of the show. Be well, and we'll see you in the next episode.